Hello and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. I'm Jude. How you doing, Trey? I am smiling ear to ear. I have not heard those words all year. I know, right? And what's so <laughs> weird is this isn't probably going to be the first episode released. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what plans do you have that I don't have? I thought this was coming out after Ant-Man. No, this is coming out the week of Ant-Man. Oh, okay. So this will be the first one. Because, I mean, if we're going to do our predictions, we've got to get our predictions in before before the first movie. Yeah. So we are at the literal last minute (laughs) that we could release this episode. We (laughs) are, just for context, I'm just going to throw this out there. It is January 11th. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that specifically so it shows up on this episode because we just got finished recording what might be a meta episode. Oh, yeah. We built in time knowing we would get off on a tangent. And guess what? We did. Yeah. (laughs) And I know in there I said, okay, it's January 11th. So I'm just curious. I want to have that marker so I know when it drops to to there. And so so when when y'all hear that, and this is weeks apart, just know it was like 20 minutes apart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Theoretically, when you're listening to this, it is February 13th. 2023, we are on the verge of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, but for us, we still still got about over a month to go. So yeah. uh, we're making our predictions. Yeah. Uh, I was actually talking to TK about this because I talked about how it's so funny to me that we're going to be doing a reflection of the year to come and also a retrospective of the year past. And it is going to be in February by the time it starts coming out. She's like, well... Those are always my favorite episodes in podcasts. So you guys are just continuing the spirit of those episodes <laughs> later to the year. <laughs> so uh, well, thank you for that again, encouragement, TK. It's January. Mm-hmm. We're not off. It's just we're, we're going to hang on to it for a little bit. True. So with all that preamble out of the way. Uh, If you downloaded this episode, then you know we're going to be talking about Marvel Studios 2023 predictions. Before we jump into that, this is the first episode coming out. It is. So we should say something about the hiatus. Okay. We're back. uh, We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. You know what? And there was a small part of me that's like, well, if we record a meta episode before, it's going to be weird. We just jump right into it without addressing it. Yeah. No, I I do want to say thank you everybody for your patience. Um, you know, and and it was a little bit difficult cuz we knew we'd get on a tangent, so we kind of have a that built it like Trace said a built-in time for the meta episode. Um, and we talked a little bit more about the hiatus there. So that'll be coming at some point, but I I do want to mention I appreciate your, you know, your patience with us and yeah. and thank you for jumping back on the MC you need to know. Car, bandwagon, truck, train. It's the truck. It's, it's the, the truck. truck. It's the truck. <laughs> as soon as you said it, people can't see it. As soon as you said it, there was like a light that just shone in your eye. <laughs> your brain kept going with guesses, but your heart knew what it was going to be. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're back on the train. And, and part of the reason why it took us so long to get back to the regular routine is we wanted to make sure that when we started, 
you know, we're back in the swing of things. So we've been bulk recording episodes. Uh, we're getting excited with the Ant-Man and the Wasp that's about to come up. Uh, so this felt like the best time for us to ease back into that schedule. And and even for me personally, I know we talked about this in the thing that has not been released yet, but I uh, have switched editing software. So this is going to be something for me to relearn um, so that time needed will uh, or that yeah. time away will be needed. Oh, yeah. It's a nice little time capsule. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you said it best. Thank you uh, for all those that hopped in to guest host and to those that are back with us now. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that you uh, made sure to have that pit stop before jumping into the episode. Yeah. Well, and, and it was the thing where, you know, we talked about it, but then it realized it's like, wait, timing wise. Okay. But now we'll get back into the swing of things. Now that you're back with us and downloaded this, we are going to talk about our Marvel Studios 2023 predictions. So the best way we're going to handle this is reflecting on the year of 2022. What did you think of the year overall? Like movies, Disney Plus shows, kind of a brief summation of the year as a whole. What I found in prepping for this episode is that, and I hate to say it, I enjoyed the Disney Plus more than the movies. And and I mean, I don't hate to say it, you know, but it would in the sense of like, love Marvel, love the MCU, obviously. But just thinking about what came out in 2023, man, the, the Disney Plus shows are really, really where it was at. It was really, really good for this year. Mm-hmm. Not 2023, well, 2022. Th- sorry. I think you can even go back as far as Miss Marvel, uh, maybe even Moon Knight. We were pretty much adamant that the disney plus shows was the life pulse of the mcu right now Mm -hmm. like it wasn't that every episode of every series was a grand slam but it felt like those shows were doing something new and different that the movies weren't doing and i'll even go and said it i i was talking to our our friend rob logan on his stream when we were just reflecting on the rankings of of the year i think overall this will be a down year for the mcu It, it, it is a down year i don't I don't know if I agree with that fully. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, and that's, that's the difficult thing is that in some, my initial reaction is like, yes, overall it's a down year, but some of those Disney plus shows to me were so good mm-hmm. that I, that's where it makes it hard to say it's a down year. I, and I get it compared to others. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's tough. Well, I mean, we're now at the point now that we're kind of forever and Guardians of the, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special has been out. We're done. Phase four is over. Mm-hmm. And I still feel as strongly as I did. Uh, it may have been in the prediction episode last year or the one before that. For me, the story of phase four will be that the highs were higher than anything the MCU has done prior. And the lows were some of its lowest points. Like this has really been a phase slash year that has had such a wide spectrum of quality. Uh, and you're right, because like we talked about it, Miss Marvel is my one of my favorite things of the year, and it is up there with one of my favorite projects of the entirety of the MCU. So it's such a weird thing to spe- to swing back and forth on that pendulum of quality. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's just, when you look at what came out for 2022 on Disney+, Plus, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, and then what came out in 2021, which it was more... WandaVision, Falcon the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye. Don't forget, you do also have Werewolf by Night and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special this year, and I Am Groot. Yeah. 
You're right. And I didn't mention those. And the thing about it is I feel like the 2022 release, as much as I loved Hawkeye and I enjoyed the others, was a better year than 2021. And I feel like to say that 2022 was down when you put it together comparatively is because that feeling comes from the movies because of the movies you got in 2021. And so to me, if you don't think of it as the phases, right. And you just look at the year and that sense, I think 2022 is a stronger year. Oh, wow. Or just as strong, but, but it's, it's more Disney, Disney plus driving it than the movies. Yeah. Cause in 2021, we had way more movies and way more TV shows. I think, Disney Plus said if you include the specials, we're kind of on par, but the movies definitely were not as as many as there were. And that was due to COVID and things getting pushed back and everything being released in 2021. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. You could see, see the divide of the reception between us. Well, I mean, again, just Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Spider-Man Day Went Home. Really strong year mm-hmm. for movies. 2022, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I think 2021 had a better set of movies, but 2022 had a better set or package of Disney Plus shows collectively. So, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I kind of want to say 2022 was better. That's interesting. I'm, I'm, glad, to, I'm glad that you are bringing the more positive leaning side of it, because I, I was on a... Uh, like I enjoyed it. Like I, I don't think you, you can listen to our Miss Marvel coverage and not hear how excited I was and we were about that show. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad you're bouncing me out here. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, I totally understand what you're saying about the phases, right? About fa- about that phase. But if again, if I'm just looking at 2021, 2022, you know, 2021 was what? I mean, 2022, Moon Knight started in March. She-Hulk started in August, ended in October. Hawkeye has to go with 2021, but because it's around that holidays, it feels like, you know what I mean? Um, But officially it's with 2021. And so in other words, there's a stretch of Marvel content back to back to back to back with the shows that are really good. And then you're sprinkling in three movies. Whereas like the other ones... You know, I mean, I like Falcon the Winter Soldier. It wasn't yours. We both liked Loki, um, but it wasn't a sellout episode every episode. Then there was What If. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, I I say that, like, but Hawkeye. Yeah, we were both down on What If. Right? I loved Hawkeye every minute of it. And, and And so to say that, it was like, we weren't going week to week of like, oh, this episode's great. This episode's great. This episode's great. Whereas like Moon Knight, just Marvel and She-Hulk didn't disappoint at all. And and so that that's that's why it had to go 2022. I like it. Well, with those general thoughts in mind, I think it would be fun to revisit our predictions from last year. Now, we had categories like most anticipated show, most anticipated movie. Uh, and we're going to go through those and reflect on that with this new year completed oh you know what i do find interesting though one note i do have as we go that prediction episode that we just kind of recapped and stuff Uh uh-huh we mentioned we recorded in 2021 on december 16th the looking ahead to 2022 was a bulk record 
then I mentioned something about like being part of the TVA <laughs> and like in time traveling. And I just, and, and so I think it's not that we're late with this one. It's just, we're staying in the tradition of time traveling <laughs> with our prediction episodes. So like the, the, so the 2023 prediction episode has to come out in like 2025. Okay. We'll, we'll hold ourselves to it. All right. Well, looking at that episode, which we'll link it to it in the show notes, if you'd want to listen to it as well. Uh, the question of most anticipated show, Jude, you mentioned She-Hulk as your most anticipated, and I mentioned Moon Knight as my most anticipated. How does that line up with the reception of it, She-Hulk-wise? You know what? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's disappointed. I I think that that's my favorite. Really? Over Miss Marvel? Yeah. Wow. You know what? It's so funny because since we- now, don't get me wrong. Miss Marvel's fantastic. Well, the reason I'm, so I'm responding this way is because we really didn't talk about She-Hulk that much together because of the way our schedule worked out towards the end there. So I never really got to get your overall thoughts of it like that. This is shocking to me. Yeah, no, I loved start to finish every bit of it. Um, just the awareness it had of the not, not only that it was the breaking of the fourth wall. But like there was an extra breaking of the fourth wall where it's like they knew what the criticism was going to be and they mm-hmm. found a way to script that in, you know, and then to like, you know, to have that moment where she breaks through Disney plus and goes back into one of the assembled like that was just, you know, and there, and there was some like I remember, you know, we were watching it and Amity was just like, what the world's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it, you know, and, and again, I, I think I even said in that last episode, um, because of Tatiana Mizani, who I just think is fabulous. That was one of the tipping points of like, yeah, this is my most anticipated and it did disappoint. Like it, it was amazing. So for me, I, I voted Moon Knight as my most anticipated show and listening back to the episode, a lot of the anticipation hinged on like, oh, the MCU is going into a darker side than they've ever have been before. And I think for those first few episodes, I really remember us remarking how the violence was on the outskirts of the screen. It was something that they were very cleverly doing to make it feel more violent than it ever actually was. And by the time we got to the end of it, I it really didn't feel like this was necessary in it promoting it as marvel's darkest thing so far oh and no, not so at all. yeah and so like it's so funny that that was the the hinging of my anticipation i do like moon knight but looking back on it miss marvel still remains my favorite of of the year so uh i i, I think it's safe to say i missed the mark on that anticipation yeah. following well, through I, I tell you what, if you want dark in terms of the violent type thing that we were talking about in the MCU, go back and watch Captain America: First Adventure. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, like like comparatively, that Captain America uses a flamethrower on somebody. Because <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it too. Like, it's such an interesting capsule that this podcast becomes with the reception of violence, where. I I bring it up not as like a way to hold it against the show, but just to like bookmark my own reception of it 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 was something that i brought up during falcon and the winter soldier of like how it was something i was noticing more and when we did after that go back to captain america the first avenger that was something that i didn't have an issue the first time i watched that movie when it came out but now that i'm older it's like 
holy crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it hits a lot different than it used to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to demean Moon Knight though. No. In in the in that sense. But I'm just saying in in the idea of like, oh, it's gonna be darker and grittier, you know, thinking in, in the larger context, I don't think it was. It's it was no darker or grittier than any of the other shows. And and the only reason I call it out, because we talked about I just mentioned, like I it's not something I hold against the show quality wise. The only reason I, I call it out in Moon Knight's regard is they really hinge that marketing of like this is something you've never seen in the MCU. Right. And reflecting back on the level of, of violence. I was shocked it never became a bigger deal. Hawkeye, there was a scene where somebody gets their arm cut and you can see the silhouette and the blood splatters mm-hmm. on the, the like, uh, it wasn't like a clear window, but you could see everything happening. I was like, that felt just as gruesome as anything that Moon Knight did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, still love the show. I think in hindsight, uh, most anticipated one should have been Miss Marvel. Well, I don't think it should have been, but it's, you know, it's interesting to see yeah, what I'm was most to think anticipated of, versus what, follow what, through. what you actually, yeah, the follow through, what you actually liked. Mm-hmm. Well, that being said, most anticipated movie, we both walked out of that section with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness being our most anticipated one. Dear Lord. I really, I'll let you take the floor on this one. <laughs> I... How 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 do I put this lightly? <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way. And the idea that there's multi universes, multiverses, and stuff. I feel like there's a good Doctor Strange sequel somewhere out in some universe that we just didn't get. And I just happen to live in the universe where we got the crappy one. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having to be happy that we got all the other good content we got. <laughs> Did you see the rumor that a third one is being fast tracked and they want Scott Derrickson back? Good. Yeah. Good. So th- all that to say, I'm with you in that I didn't enjoy Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness as much as I wanted to. Like I walked away with it's fine. It's fun. Clearly it, you were less receptive of it. but when you listen back to the prediction episode, we talk about like Dr. Strange. I well, let me rephrase it. I talk about Dr. Strange is one of my top favorite characters. That movie is one of my top favorite movies. I am excited to see what they do with the multiverse, but I don't want them to disregard Dr. Strange story. Mordo accepting being the sorcerer Supreme. And that half of those expectations are the whiff that multiverse of madness had because in retrospect, it feels less like a Doctor Strange movie and more like, oh, here's the events of things that we've been seeding through our other projects. Right. I mean, I just go back to this. It was a, it was a Raimi movie with Doctor <laughs> Strange MCU dressing. Um, I'm so glad you brought that up because there was another point where we were talking about uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And you're like, it's Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler is good. And you go on to list the other directors uh, Taika Waititi, of course. And then you're like, Raimi's Raimi. <laughs> and so you knew it before you even knew it. He <laughs> just, he is. And it's just one of those things. And, and, it, and again, you could look at some of the other things, Raimi. I, I don't want to turn this into a Dr. Strange thing, but you can look at some of the other things that Raimi's done in that style. And it's like, yes, it works. And then you look at some of the things where he's done, where he's, where he's kind of reined back my thing with Thor, love and thunder. Okay. So some restraint, mm-hmm. you know, but it just it just wasn't there for that. And and 
and again, I'm not going to go diving down that road too much again. You go listen to the other stuff. Um, yeah, like, and, and I haven't had a chance to talk about Wakanda forever yet, but you know, and I'll save it for there. But even with that, like, I, that was definitely my favorite of the three movies. Love and Thunder? Wakanda Forever. So it would be Wakanda Forever, Love and Thunder, and Doctor Strange. Which I should say, we, I mean, I know we're starting off our, our podcasting uh, truck again with this episode. We do, our, we are going to aim to have Wakanda Forever and the holiday special covered at some point. We're still working that out. But uh, yeah. we'll be able to talk about that more when we get to, because we we really both haven't had a chance to talk to talk about it together. Yeah. So yeah, uh, those are our anticipated movie. That's funny. It's so funny to go back and listen to that. Hearing the, now that we've seen it Mm -hmm. next category project that we think could be a surprise launch or surprise announcement. Now you had what if season two blade and Spider-Man freshman year as something that could be a surprise launch or announcement this year. Right. What if season two still hadn't come out? Not only that, like, I don't hear anything about it anymore. Stay tuned for a section later. I'm I'm worried about what if season two. Not Well, I'm expecting some news here soon about what if okay. season two. But because uh, it was something that I think was supposed to be out as of this recording, early 2023. Mm-hmm. And we are in the early stages of 2023 and there is not a whiff of it. Nope. Now, the other part, because we, this is where I try to be a little tighter on the categories for 2023, because this is so nebulous, project surprise launch or announcement. I'm willing to give you half points on Blade that I think you were thinking we would get like a trailer or a title or something. Mm -hmm. We did get a surprising announcement that it's basically not even written. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, or it was written, but it had like one or two action scenes was the the criticism that I had seen, the insider reports. Yeah. Blade's in a lot of trouble, to put it lightly. Wasn't, but, but see, Blade was part of the San Diego Comic-Con announcement. Yeah, like in 2020? Two? 2021? When it, when it, yeah, when it said the, no, this past summer, when they did the Phase 5 lineup. No, well, I mean, they gave us a date. It doesn't sound like they're going to make that date, but they gave us a date. I think we <laughs> subsequently heard... Yeah, because I remember it was like, oh, they gave us the date, and then subsequently heard it's going to be pushed back. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, Spider-Man freshman year. Not only is that... I don't think we have a concrete date on that, but the marketing on it has seemingly changed, where at one point it seemed like it would be part of the MCU... But now there's information coming out about how Norman Osborn plays a significant part in it who does not exist in the MCU. So mm-hmm. canon wise, it's not lining up. Well, it's it's one of those things where I'm, I'm trying to be careful because I want to stay on topic. But it's, it's one of those things where you feel like Marvel didn't learn its lesson from Star Wars down the hall. You know, assuming like Disney owns both kind of thing. But it, and, and just what I mean by that is like, there's an element of like, how how far out does canon go? Which is a larger conversation. Whereas like, because you, you look at the, the, the Star Wars, Star Wars, Wars? Star Wars. I know, I can't speak. But you, but you look at that and everything and it's like, oh, the video game ties in and this and, and all of that. And the difficulty they had tying in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
you know, the difficulty, you know, in, in how, and I think Fran Daniel talked about it with us um, in one episode, but it was like the canon and everything flowing from the movies down. Mm-hmm. And it should be that way versus anything flowing up to the, you know, and the Disney plus shows are clearly flowing up towards the movies. Um, but when you start adding animated and all those other things, like to the, the idea that you're going to keep track of all that or everybody's going to watch it is just crazy. The older I get, the less I want everything to be canon. Invoking syndrome from the Incredibles and twisting the words. If everything is canon, then nothing is kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm fine with the Disney Plus live action and the movies and stop there. Yes. I don't need because you were you're bringing up like video games and stuff like that. Like, I don't need that. The I think there's a healthy relationship between the movies and the Disney Plus shows. And that's all I want. Now, that's such a broad term because freshman year would be a Disney Plus show. So now you're getting into the weeds of like that canonicity or, or whatnot. But well, no, I, I just say animated set it to the side. Animation's its own universe. Yeah, I would say that. I can get behind that. Like, like if you want to put freshman year and what if together in its own universe, and if you want to take an episode, not party Thor, but you want to take any kind of episode and spin it off to its own. Like, Marvel zombies. Yeah. Like to its own show with its own set of episodes. And let's dive into that world more. I'm there. Let's do that. But I don't need it impacting what it's so funny. Um, we, we call it this for our podcast, the sacred timeline. I don't need it impacting. Where's the TVA when you need it? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Are we starting with the TVA? <laughs> Damn Loki. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, moving on to my surprise launch announcement. I thought we might see X-Men 97 last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not happen. Although we did get more information, uh, this I forgot which event it was this year, but they, they announced um, some stills and that it would be focusing on Magneto in the place of Xavier based on how that comic or that run ends. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did get a little more about that. Uh, the other one that I thought might be a surprise launch, which is very funny now given recent news, was Echo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Echo's even potentially delayed out of 2023. So I really missed the mark on that one. <laughs> I was hoping you were right on echo. I will say that I was too, but in a way we were right. Cause if you listen back to that episode, we joke and it was like, Oh, well who knows? We don't know what's going to happen. in uh, the Hawkeye finale, cause it wasn't recorded. We hadn't seen it at that point. And I was like, Oh no, King Vin dies yeah. in the Hawkeye finale. And yeah. he literally quote unquote died until the resolution happens in echo. Yeah. But I thought that of all predictions, at least we got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and and just real quick, the the delayed predictions I think were actually not terrible. So, starting with yours, you said Miss Marvel mm-hmm. uh and Secret Invasion probably were your two nominees for delayed. Yeah. And Secret Invasion got delayed. Secret Invasion did get delayed. Miss Marvel, it hit its original date in 2022, right? I thought so. Yeah. Because it, it it got delayed out of 2021 into 2022, and I think it stayed firm in yes. that target area. Yes, I would say yes. That's correct. Yeah. So you got you got one there. That was good. Uh, I said Black Panther: Wakanda Forever would get delayed out of 2022, which did not happen, did not. and I'm thankful for because we we talked about how like 
it was so much that that movie had to overcome. And I, for me, I think that movie did overcome those challenges. Um, and so, yeah, I'm glad I was wrong about that one. Yeah. I do. I, I don't agree. I don't think it overcame the challenges, but um, it, is, it is what it is. It's so hard because we're not doing a Black Panther episode, but I want to say, remember what we said. It will be a miracle if that movie's good. You said it was your favorite of the three. It overcame those challenges in being good. Yes. So, and, those, and, and that criteria, that's what well, I'm Well, I, I, I know we're not going deep into it, but I'll, I'll say at least this much. I felt like I could see the impact that not recasting T'Challa had. Mm-hmm. And having to wrestle with T'Challa's absence. Mm-hmm. And and I felt like there's there's places throughout the story that it's like because they had to deal with that and answer with those mm-hmm. questions, it took some focus away from what could have been a really just another knock it out of the park movie like the first one. If that makes sense. So so it's nothing bad, but it was just if if terrible. It was just like like, oh, okay, so we're doing this because you're serving this purpose. And, and oh, you made this choice because of this. And, and, and that, to me, just stood out. And, and so that's where it was like, I, that's why I don't think it overcame. Because I couldn't get out of that. It couldn't take me out of that mindset. So moving into our next predictions, which 2022 project will be your favorite, choosing one of the movies or shows? You predicted Black Panther Wakanda Forever would be your favorite. Doesn't sound like that's the case. Uh, for the movies, yes. Overall, no. Uh, She-Hulk with a very close Miss Marvel. Well, now it's my turn to have the floor. That's so funny. Uh, so funny. <laughs> my, which it's so funny if you listen to that episode, you called it a safe pick. But I said Thor Love and Thunder would be my favorite project of 2022. And I almost want to go and cut out the the audio snippet and put it here because I go on to say like, it is Taika Waititi. It's Thor. It's Natalie Portman. It's Christian Bale. It's the guardians and almost everything I listed. You could go back to our review episode and I can relist why those were a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's what I think is so funny is cause like, I didn't dislike Thor love and thunder as much as you did. We are a perfect inverse of, uh, multiverse Strange. of madness yeah. and love and thunder yeah. <laughs> which i love because it reminded me of whenever we did loki which a little bit of a revisionist history on your part where you said we both liked loki that was a long trudge for you to come back to liking loki it throughout was that season. It, oh yeah it was it was <laughs> but it was so funny to me how like i adamantly wasn't a fan of falcon and the winter soldier and so that became a kerfuffle. Then the very next show we move into was Loki, and you weren't a fan of that show. <laughs> so that was 2021. Love and Thunder and Multiverse of Madness was 2022. Complete Is there flip. going to be a situation where, like, right into the other, you and I both fall on opposite ends of the spectrum? You know what? That's going to be one of our predictions. Let's save that for the 2023 stuff. Okay. Like, like I already know what it's going to be. You're going to end up. You're going to end up loving What If season two. <laughs> I kind of feel like I might. <laughs> I said that jokingly, but okay. <laughs> well, you know why it's the Shang Chi episode. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, let's wrap up our 2022 predictions. These are wild card predictions that we were just throwing out there. Jude, you said we would get both an X-Men logo and a director announcement saying that the logo would reveal the title of the movie was The Mutants. And jokingly, you said the director would probably be Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Can you imagine him trying to to like refuse CGI and do like Wolverine's stuff practically? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so no. Do we know the we no? We haven't even gotten an announcement of an X Men movie. No. We only got slow drip. I was still slowly, like, slowly dripping up. The mutants are in there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my major predictions are my wild Captain card. America four movie trailer. We got the title, but I did specifically say we would get a movie trailer. Yeah. <laughs> now, an interesting one. I mentioned major recast yes. that we didn't know about at the time because we already knew about um, Cassie Cassie Lang. Yeah, we already uh, knew about Cassie Lang. We knew about that one. Obviously, the T'Challa uh, Shuri. We didn't know who was going to be, but we knew that yeah, one. Yeah, but so, that's, not a rec- that's not really a recast. Yeah, we excluded that. The only one that would semi-fit this criteria, and I think because I said major recast, that's where I lose points on this, would be General Ross. We now know will be Harrison Ford. Yeah. But that hasn't been... It hasn't made its way to the screen yet. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Still oh. not happy about that. Uh, and you said, what if animated character to the big screen? So that was recorded in December of 2021 mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness had not come out yet right and we did see Captain Carter make her appearance to the big screen yes so yeah so you got that one I did get that one so not bad I think some clear whiffs but we, we've got a few here and there oh yeah oh yeah I, well I mean it wouldn't be fun if we got them all right you know mm-hmm. um, and I know Kevin sent us the email with the details but I didn't open it um, well, I mean, that's part of our contract. We have to miss a few to like keep getting those. So nobody suspects. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Contract free internship. <laughs> 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 yeah. His contract's called the Marvel snipers. Uh, the predictions for 2023, we're going to do like we did last time. We'll run down what the projects are going to be. So starting with the movies, uh, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania coming February 17th, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 on May 5th, and the Marvels on July 28th uh, of this year. And that'll do it for the movies. Uh, but Jude, why don't you take us through a few of the TV shows? Yeah, so we got a lot more TV shows uh, than 2022. But again, we'll see what gets what gets moved around. Secret Invasion in spring 2023. What if season two in early 2023 is what we got so far. Loki season two in summer 2023, Ironheart in autumn, X-Men 97 in autumn, Echo in late 2023. Uh, God, my guess is they're going to follow that up in November. And then Agatha, Coven of Chaos in late 2023. I would throw October out there if it hits 2023, just for the stereotype of Halloween. So our TV shows are a lot more nebulous. There's no concrete releases on that, uh, which is, again, interesting as we are sitting here in January and we still don't know where What If Season 2 will uh, launch nor Secret Invasion. So that's going to bring us to our predictions. Jude, what do you think is going to be your most anticipated TV show of those releases? Honestly, right now, I'm saying Echo. Uh mm-hmm. 
I really, really want to say Secret Invasion because I remember on the previous one we just got finished talking about uh, the the previous 2022 prediction. I mentioned something about um, excitement of seeing uh, Amelia Clark and just what they're going to do with that, you know. But looking at this, I loved the character Echo so much, and I thought it was so clever what they did with the subtitles and you know, and, and the sign language and knowing that we'll get, and, and, and that it's probably going to be grounded again, you know, uh, and, and grounded. I, okay. Kingpin. Yeah. Dare, I get it. Daredevil and superhero, but grounded in the sense of like, it's, it's street level, you, you know, in terms of relatively. Yeah. Grounded. I mean, you're not getting the magic. You're not getting, yeah. y- you know, multiverse. Y- yeah. And all of that. And so, um, so I'm really looking forward to echo the most. And you, X-Men. Uh, for me, <laughs> X-Men 97. No, uh, I I put this down, but I so believe this may not end up coming out in 2023. Agatha Coven of Chaos. Now, it's hard to beat Catherine Hahn. Oh, yeah. Like, she was a standout in WandaVision from, from the get-go. Scene stealer, I believe, is what we described her as. So to have her have her own show is just exciting on its own right. But the more that gets announced of that show, which I won't go into details because it's nothing that's been officially announced by Marvel Studios, just the trades like Variety and whatnot, mm-hmm. the more it feels like it's addressing concerns that I had in WandaVision of like, are we ever going to revisit these people again? And based on what's coming out of the show, it's I've got a lot of crow to eat and I will be so yeah. happy to eat it if it's for the yeah. Cover well, of Chaos and- show. Although I still disagree with the name change. Oh, House of Harkness. House of Harkness was way How, better. House of Harkness was better. hundred percent. Uh, I am. Yeah. I like, I'm wondering how much of this, like I said, is just going to be a, a sequel to WandaVision in, in terms of like, because it's that connected universe and, and where it picks up. I, I'm with you that honestly, that would probably be my second choice. My second choice would be Loki season two, but I want to get punked on for being a safe pick again. I, think that that would be a safe pick actually you don't think so only because they're not bringing back the same director that's a good point and so i expect it to be very different and so i'm and i'm not sure i'm not sure what we're gonna get because because stylistically like kate heron stepped back or let somebody else take the reins and it's like and i think some of the stuff i've heard is said it is going to be different than than the first one and so there's an l there's some fear with that of like Oh my gosh, how different is it going to be? Is it going to be good different? Is it going to be bad different? It's like, oh, this is just a show and the other one was so creative and you know, so th- yeah, that that one is going to be interesting. I'm looking through. Is there any of these that we could call a safe pick? Secret Invasion, What If, Loki, Ironheart, X-Men 97, Echo, and Agatha? I don't think so. Cuz like cuz like I'm looking Loki season 2, Justin Benson, Aaron Moorhead as directors. Which they did some Moon Knight. Even the writer's different. It's Eric Martin versus uh, Michael Waldron. So, and at least with Agatha Covenant of Chaos, you're getting Jack Schaefer back as head writer and one of the directors. Oh, that's good to know. Uh, at least what I'm looking at now. So, so in in that sense, um, there's continuity. Yeah. I was trying to double confirm. I'm almost pretty sure the the directors you listed worked on Moon Knight, but I couldn't find it uh, 
easily right now, but we'll be able to revisit that once these shows start uh, debuting. So with the shows out of the way, what is your most anticipated movie of our selection? I think I know. I feel like I'm going to go safe. Maybe I don't know. Actually, I think it's Ant-Man and the Wasp and Quantumania. Yeah. Really? I didn't even think that was a safe bet. I thought I thought Guardians would for sure be the safe bet. Because it's still Peyton Reed and it's still because it feels like still a carryover from what was so successful in the first phases with Peyton Reed and that group. It feels like they're going to be able to continue that. And I think when we're done, we're going to see Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania be a nice set together. Right. And a really good trilogy and nothing against guardians of the galaxy volume three, because you get that same continuity and all that, but Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, because for me, I'm you're having that. And I feel like there's that element of, okay, so now we're going to start seeing the threads come together. It's a rare club to get to finish your Marvel trilogy. Yes. And it was John Watts with the Spider-Man movies. Now Peyton Reed mm-hmm. with Ant-Man and, and James Gunn will be closely mm-hmm. behind on that. So I get that, that, that I see how that's the safe pick now when you describe it that way, it is, it is the, an OG member and then a director who has been through it from the beginning, getting to put a, an exclamation mark on their story. Um, yeah. so yeah, that is a good, have you seen the trailer at this point? Yes. I've seen both trailers. I'm excited. Jonathan Majors. Oh gosh. Like. That's the other thing is to see more of him. Like it, it's just dude. So in our podcasting break, I watched a movie called the harder they fall, which features Jonathan majors. The MCU has really knocked it out of the park. If they are making Kang their Thanos threat for this saga, because Jonathan majors is insanely good. <laughs> I'm so excited yeah. to see more of him because we only got a tease of him in Loki and now we get a whole movie with him. I know. And, and that was so brilliant to do it that way too. Which is funny now because it, the, the second to last episode like, there's no way they're going to introduce Kane. I know, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> now it's brilliant. <laughs> well, I think what makes it, I think what makes it brilliant is because we had the Thanos teases and only in Guardians of the Galaxy did Brolin talk, you know, and you had that build up. Yeah. Whereas this, because he had so much character in how he acted, you know, and then it's like to know that, like, he's going to get to change that for different, I'm assuming, for different versions of Kang kind of thing. And Yeah, because even though we saw Jonathan Majors, it was he who yeah. remains. Which is a Loki. different Kang. This it's is a different. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they couldn't have picked a better actor to be able to flex those different personalities. So I'll come in uh, my most anticipated movie and one that I honestly thought I thought we were going to match up here. The Marvels. This is Kamala Khan like that. I mean, there's no other way to describe it as much as I loved her in Miss Marvel. A chance to get to see her on the big screen, interact with Carol and Monica Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Like over Guardians. Guardians, I feel like I know what I'm going to get. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's not that I feel like I know what I'm going to get. I'm apprehensive when it comes to the multiverse at this point. Like I, I think I mentioned I'm multiversed out for a bit. Um, I'm sure that movie will win me over because it does look good. But so much of what I loved about Miss Marvel 
was that it reinvigorated the fun of being a superhero. And I feel like there is going to be an infectious spirit that Kamala Khan brings that will contrast nicely with what we've seen Carol Danvers already have to tackle with the way we see her in Endgame of like, you know, where were you? It's like, oh, I'm on the other planets that don't have the Avengers like this planet does. Like she has that responsibility already baked into the character. And now we're going to see that pushed even further with Kamala Khan. Uh, and this will also be our first chance to see Monica Rambeau really step into that superhero. Cause she didn't really get to flex that either mm-hmm. in WandaVision. So I'm pumped. I'm really, I'm excited to see where yeah. those storylines go. So I will say on guardians of the galaxy volume three in the Marvels, what makes me nervous about those two and not that I don't think they're going to be good. Um, well, this is another pod episode. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is ending a trilogy, and th- that Guardians is as makeup as we know it, I think, is done there. And wrapping up those storylines into a nice little bow, they're just, they're always difficult to land, you know? Um, like Iron Man 3. You know, if you've listened to us, you know that we love that movie. Gold standard. And, oh, yeah. And I feel like it, I mean, I don't know if you were joking when you said that, but like, I would 100% like, no. Yeah. Like, yes. Like, it's, <laughs> it is. Um, we may, we may be divisive. We may end up on opposite sides when it comes to things like Multiverse of Madness, Love and Thunder, Loki, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But the one thing that will forever unite us is our undying love for Iron Man 3. Yeah, it's <laughs> so damn good. Um, now, I, I would just say it was like, if you never had Iron Man again, I mean, obviously, I don't understand the impact, but they ended that trilogy and they ended his story. You know, I mean, because they still had the the line, I am Iron Man. And, but the way he said it, it was like, they could have ended his arc there. And it's like, doing that with Guardians 3 makes me a little bit nervous. Can can they land that plane? Um, The Marvels, my fear, I'm with you. I want to see Miss Marvel. I like Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. I want to see Monica Rambeau. But all of a sudden, I'm like, is this going to be overstuffed? Yeah. I mean, it's an ensemble. It, like, it, maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking like, oh, it's a sequel and it'll be overstuffed. And I just got to mentally realize, no, it's an ensemble. It's not. Well, there is precedent. Because yes. one of the things we talked about of Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, it felt less like a continuation of his story and more of a payoff to the things that we've been working up to. Quite not. Yeah, quite literally, the Marvel's. It's not Captain Marvel 2. They changed it to the Marvels. So how much of it is getting to see the continuation of Carol Danvers' story versus now just being this amalgamation of these three different characters and hopefully not just being payoffs to the things that we've been working to rather than being a, a character-driven story. And and that's the other thing is, is it feels like new ground in that it should be the Marvels. So let's just imagine, like, how would it be Captain Marvel 2 when that and the timeline is like a prequel. Oh, I see what you're saying. Captain Marvel, the first one was a prequel. Right. Cause that was like in the nineties. And so yeah. it's like, you talk about continuing her story. Well, we saw her there and then a jump all the way to Endgame. 
You know, no. Yeah, in game. Not Infinity yeah. War, in game. Infinity War was the Yeah, the so like post tag. Yeah. All the way there. So you have that big gap. And so you start talking about like continuing her story. You're not really continuing the story from the first one unless you do another back in time prequel kind of thing. And so in that sense, it almost feels like a new story. And so so yeah, so that all that to say there's there's reservations that makes me say that that makes me say Ant-Man and the Wasp it looks good. I just have confidence in this thing is they're going to land this one and yeah, that's where I'm at. And uh we're just over a month away from getting this out, so I'm excited. I know. That's No, that's not even the, when you're listening to this. It comes out oh, that yeah. Friday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember, bulk record, bulk record. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, moving along. Which 2023 project gets delayed out of 2023? I feel like I've been going to first with you, so I'll, I'll go first this time. We talked about it earlier. What if season two? I really think we're going to see this get delayed out of 2023 because it was, I think, supposed to be the tail end of 2022 going into 2023. Didn't happen. 2023 they said early 2023 january still haven't heard a word of it and we already know there were episodes that were done but they decided to hold on to for season two that were originally going to be in season one so it feels like something happened that they're not announcing anything when you think it would be ready to start promoting by now now, again, this comes out in February. We're in January. It would be so funny that if it's out now by the time people are listening to this. But I would not be surprised if some for some reason, what if season two is just in production problems? I'm going to agree with you on what if. And if I had to pick a live action, I would say Agatha. Yeah, it's already been pushed well, back once. No, Echo. Echo got pushed yes. back. And, and okay, so... Like, like the the list that I'm looking at also has a it's it's Wikipedia it's nothing fancy that I'm looking at right now but in because well, what I like about that visually you know doing this it's like oh here's the the thing here's the release date here's the writer director it's all kind of laid out but the last column is like status and what if says in production and so that's why I agree with you on that should say post production. Right, where Secret Invasion, Loki, Ironheart, and Echo say post-production. You know, so post-production, we're talking editing, finishing up, CGI, uh, probably reshoots. You, you know, that like principal photography is. I miss when you hit post-production. Principal photography probably done. Uh, sound mixing, a lot of stuff like that. Agatha: Coven of Chaos shows is still filming, and says late twenty twenty-three, and. Daredevil Born Again shows pre-production early 2024. So it feels like with late 2023 and you start thinking about what a schedule slate looks like, Echo is TBA on number of episodes. Agatha's at nine episodes. Daredevil's at 18. And so it just feels like, you know, Echo and Agatha somewhere in there, something's going to get stepped on if one of them doesn't get pushed. And so that's why... That's the one where I would, you know, I 100% agree with you on, on what if, um, but that would be my, my my other one. So what if and Agatha Coven of Chaos? Yeah, they're going to be pushed. I could see that. So moving on, 
Uh, coming back around to a familiar one, what do you think will be your favorite project overall, both live action and movies, coming out of 2023? That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. That really is tough because all three movies, while well, I had to pick one, I'm really excited for all three. So I'm going to say my most anticipated movie was Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I honestly think what's going to end up being my favorite is Guardians because I just... They've gotten you know, better. Yeah. Oh, here's another reason why I'm not antis- not highly anticipating James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I'm just already imagining fan backlash when because of the DC stuff with Gunn and 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 those types of things. And so, like that already is kind of like okay, I'm not looking forward to to that aspect of it. Um, but I think in the end, after watching it, you know, Gunn loves these characters too much. And again, haven't covered, you know, I've seen it twice and I haven't covered, uh, you know, in the pod or talked really in depth about it with anybody, um, the holiday special. But it's like, for me, Gunn knocked the holiday special out of the park. Like, it, you know, um, so I, I really think that's the one I'm going to like the most. I'm going, I went with the safe pick last year with Thor Love <laughs> and Thunder. I'm going wild card this year. I feel like if I if it was a safe pick for me, it probably would be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Like I said, rare group finishing your tri- finishing your trilogy, same director getting to finish their story. I think my favorite by the time everything's said and done will be Ironheart. I figured, I, I thought you were about to say that. Yeah, I really enjoy uh, Dominique Thorne's performance in Wakanda Forever. Uh, we talked about it that you know, briefly that you didn't feel like they added much kind of in that similar um, America Chavez 2.0 America Chavez. Yeah. I can see where it's like overall, they may not have gotten to contribute much more to the story other than being the MacGuffin, but I still loved what they did in the time that they got in Wakanda forever. And I feel like it's going to be, well, I had this prediction where armored wars, we were going to see the, the fallout of Tony Stark's tech, still being there long after he's gone. And I feel like now that Armored Wars is apparently becoming a movie, some of that plot line will be on Ironheart because she is stepping into, like a legacy character, uh, stepping into the Iron Man role known as Ironheart. And I think that will be nice ground to tell a story of this new character who we've already seen, more than my, in my reception, was a really fun addition, having to now play in that bigger space of a character like Iron Man. And I think that's going to be a really fun challenge for that show to handle. And if they pull it off, I think that will be my favorite of 2023. Okay. Uh, that I can see. I, I understand why you, why you said all that. And and just for the, for the record straight, it's not that I disliked Ironheart or the performance or anything in Wakanda forever. You just, rolled your eyes when I said I enjoyed the performance. Yeah, I did. I rolled my eyes hard. <laughs> um but I, I didn't and i'm saying that because i don't want to take anything away from the from the uh from the uh from the talent from the actor you know um her name escapes me at the moment dominique Thorne. um yes uh but again it without going under a ton of details it just felt like same thing with like you said with america chavez it's I, the how they use that character I didn't think they did a good job with it. And so in, in that sense, it's just like, uh, okay, we're going to get an Ironheart. 
Um, I well, like I'm I've I've I'm more excited to see Ironheart with a mindset. Let me put it this way: as a blank slate, and just ignore that she was in Wakanda Forever. Um, because again, because of the use, because of what you said, the MacGuffin of like, it, it just felt so forced of like, well, we gotta, we gotta introduce this character. And so here's how to do it. Um, where it was like, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I, th- I still think the gold standard of how to do that is Spider-Man and Black Panther in Civil War, because you get that introduction, but it, it, Black Panther in particular, because of, he was the one that was like, no, I, revenge is consuming them. You know, he was, he was, you know, that voice of reason and able to see past it in Civil War that he served a purpose beyond just, oh, we want to introduce this cool character. You know, same thing with Spider-Man. Like, we just want to introduce this cool character, but they at least found a way to do it where it just, it didn't, you know. I'm trying. I, the reason I'm kind of like looking off, thinking about this, I feel this for Black Panther for sure. I'm trying to think if this fits for Cap. Those were addition, like, hey, we're introducing these new characters, but they were also the lesson to be learned for the respective characters. Tony Stark yeah. and letting go of revenge, T'Challa, and then Peter Parker being a kid going out and fighting without these, not ramifications, but these. Like, Cap didn't want to go with the Accords, and here was somebody who was not part of the Accords, and you were seeing the danger that Mm -hmm. he was put in, because even Tony Stark broke his rule to get him there. So they were, in a way, a small micro-story of the two main characters' arc. That's not the case for America Chavez and... Or Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. Glad we got to get our uh, Civil War (laughs) brief thoughts out there (laughs) here in 2023. (laughs) Oh man, this is gonna be fun to revisit in 2024. Did we we got your favorite project? What what I think will be my favorite? Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it was it was uh, the uh, Guardians. Gotcha. Okay, so that's gonna bring us down to our wild card predictions. I thought you that was your Ironheart. Oh, that was that's no, that your, was uh, that's your prediction of favorite okay. favorite. Yeah, so these are just out there pie in the sky predictions that we're gonna make that. It's not under any category, just kind of fun, fun little ones to see and revisit later. I can go first if you need me to. I can go either way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in my head trying to make them more outlandish than what I originally thought. Okay. Cause I, I'm like, it's like, okay, I, I know what to have, but I'd, let me see. How can I make this even more, you know, well, I know how I just like the MCU rewind guys do just get very, very specific. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'll go. My uh, my four. In 2023, Deadpool makes his on-screen appearance some point this year. Whether it be like an in-tag, a small little nod in like some multiverse shenanigans, I think we see Deadpool before the end of the year. Interesting. Trying to, to mentally... Maybe that's what What If is. Maybe they're reworking What If to get Deadpool in. There's like we talked about whenever the first season came out, just because an X-Men movie has not been announced does not mean we cannot see an X-Men character in a what if universe. Oh, yeah. So and just for posterity, like on screen appearance. So it doesn't have to be live action on screen appearance this year. Deadpool. OK, OK. So what else you got? 
Spider Holland's fourth movie gets announced this year. Just knowing that Sony has to make a Spider-Man film every so many years or else the contract reverts back to Marvel. That's we're going to hear hear something yeah, about. Yeah, like this year. To, for from that was one of mine. Because cuz cuz you think of um the big slate at San Diego Comic-Con and it's like okay so what's going to be that big slate type thing at this year's this summer San Diego Comic-Con. You know. Yeah, it, it's Spider-Man. it's got to be Spider-Man. Um, and, and probably Deadpool as well, just because it has that November release date. Mm-hmm. And we already know Deadpool Wolverine. They already announced that. So that seems like a good one-two punch. Of yeah, Deadpool. but I'm, I'm totally with you on that one on the Spider-Man. So those are my first two. Did you want a chance to get up and put out some before I continue with my last two? No, go ahead and do your last two. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious. So my third prediction, there will be no Wong in what? 2023. As much as he became a fan favorite, I really feel like we're not going to have a Wong this year. And I will say the reason I feel like this could be an out there pick uh, prediction. We do know at the end of Shang-Chi, Wong was there in the hologram with Hulk and Carol Danvers. So I feel like if he is going to appear, it will be in the Marvels. But I'm going to put my my uh, prediction hat on. No Wong in 2023. Okay. I feel that's safe, actually. But okay. Okay. <laughs> I got to get one and, safe prediction. And I don't mean safe and, and like, like that's not there, but I just, it's like, I'm mentally just looking at the list and I'm like, I don't know where you slide him in. Like where, where do you slide him in? So, so yeah, like the Marvels, um, but you're right. He, he had a pretty prominent place. All right. I'll make up for the safe pick with this one across the spider verse connects to the MCU somehow. Oh, wow. Even if it's like, this is the animated version of this Spider-Man or something. But we see a connection, like a definitive from Spider-Verse to the Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe. Man. Okay. So would I, would I like that or not? I don't know. You know what? I, I, I would actually, if like it's Tom Holland and his voice and because they're crossing universes, right? So there's not a whole... It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't have to be a huge impact on the MCU. I want them to be ships crossing in the night, and they don't have any impact on each other. But it's just like they know that it's part of the same universe, kind of. Thing. Or, yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. And it, it turns into like that. The conversation they had at in um, No Way Home was like, "Well, I fought aliens one time," and he was like, "I was animated one time." Like, <laughs> you, you, you know. Um, I would. You know. Be it, it just. It's just. Um, you know, I look like watercolor. What is this? Um, you know, but it, so like, yeah. So like, I think that can be done hundred percent. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm with you on the Spider-Man. That would be one of mine. Um, another one is I feel like we're going to f- have more information on sword vision, which we actually do vision quest. Vision quest was announced oh, as a show. That. When was that announced? Vision series starring Paul Bettany and works at Marvel Studios for Disney Plus on Deadline. So this came out October okay. 28th, 2022. Well, with the hiatus, I understand why I missed it. Um, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so disappointing. Um, not that I missed it, but that they're doing this. Uh, you don't want a Vision Quest? Vision Quest? Really? The name? Like like the first... It feels like they so desperately wanted to have something like WandaVision. 
that it's just what I, it's what I immediately thought of was Rise of Skywalker: The Fetch Quest. Like, no, it's not a great title, and it's it's all like insider okay. reporting. So, so, so let me change. let me say this: what I'm saying about the vision is is like I'm thinking um, between either Secret Invasion and or uh, Miss Marvel. Um, we're gonna find out more about Sword. Um, and through that, whether they're searching for him or, or, or something, right. Because he's attached to sword. Right. Um, and so, so I do think we'll see, uh, sword vision again. Um, the announcement of the next Spider-Man movie for 2023. I'm with you on the Deadpool. But I, I wasn't thinking Deadpool specifically. I feel like in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, we're going to get something out of the Fox universe. Okay. Whether it's an, a mutant or um, Fantastic Four, like, like one of those, we're going to get an even more clear, definite, like, um, don't, I don't want to say casting, you know, but I mean, it's just like a, like, it's not going to be the, the wand division. Oh, I know this engineer. And we're all like, Reed Richards. Like it's, it's going to be a very clear, you know, not a tease straight yeah. up. Um, you know, and it might be a tease in the sense of like, it's a name drop only or, or, or something. You know, but well, I'm not a, like you said, not a tease is like hinting yes, at it. They'll say yeah. it. I, I think that's I think that's coming. Um, just because we have the Deadpool, because we have because it's the multiverse saga and all that, I think we're going to get something like that in Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, and 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 honestly, right there, looking at the slate, that's the only thing that makes sense. Last one. Okay. I really don't think this is going to happen. But I'm throwing it out there. We're going to see Kevin again. Oh, the robot scripting mastermind of yeah. she might be an in tag. Honestly, jokingly, I was going to say Marvel's going to fix their in tag problem in 2023 and actually do them consistently and do them well. But <laughs> yeah, might be an in tag, might be something, but I think we're going to see Kevin again. That's interesting because I. We didn't talk about that episode together, but I talked about like the only way I'd be okay with that is if we just like never see Kevin again. <laughs> well, again, it's because it's a multiverse saga because, you know, secret wars is coming and, and, and all of that. I just, it feels like, it feels like sword vision. It feels like there's these threads that they're throwing out there, you know, the end of the first season, Loki and Loki comes looking and it's like the King statue, you know, and he's in Mobius doesn't know him, you know? And it's been announced that Owen Wilson Mobius is going to be in Deadpool, right? Um, and so you have all those strangling, the the straggling threads that makes us all think, oh, we don't know where this is. What are they doing? It's all over the place, and there's nothing connected. That as a multiverse saga, it just it 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 makes sense that they're going to start grabbing those and and bringing them to converge at some point. And so that's why I think we're going to see you, Kevin, again. Okay. All right. We'll uh, we'll be sure to revisit this uh, at the end of this year, or what did we say, 2025? Yeah. My biggest disappointment of 2023, 
that's not going to happen. Yep. We're not going to see Shang-Chi. All right. So I didn't say this because you had brought up the very good point about it potentially being overcrowded. So I thought I did want to add to that fire. Part of the reason why I'm excited for the Marvels is because I do think we will see Shang-Chi in the Marvels. I hope to. I love that movie. I hope to. I just don't think we're going to get it. I don't think it was a coincidence that we saw Brie Larson's Captain Marvel at the end tag of Shang-Chi. Yeah. So if he, if he shows up this year, that's where it'll be. Okay. All right. One little final prediction right. on our way out. <laughs> oh, man. So well, we got to make up for a full football season of podcasting, though. So. That's why we recorded a half hour of tangents and then started doing the real right. episode. <laughs> oh, man. So that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear what your predictions are. So if you want to join the Discord and let us know what you think is going to be coming in 2023, uh, make sure to do so. It's a lovely community of people that are as excited about the MCU as we are, as well as a group of people who just enjoy pop culture and uh, get together for fun stuff like game nights and watch along. So you can find that link in the show notes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Still up in the air of how we're going to do that, uh, especially now that we're still bulk recording. I don't think we've talked about any social media strategies yeah. beyond discord. So, uh, yeah, all links will be found in the show notes. And of course, uh, yeah. And of course the best thing you can do for us is leave a rating in, you know what? Best thing you can do for us, not just leave a rating review. We're leave, leave your, leave your review. We're at a 4.5 stars on, on the Apple podcast. And that's fine. You know, I get it. You have your opinion, but you're not going to give us five stars. Give me a reason. Like, like as, as a teacher in me, like I want the feedback, <laughs> you know, like, like tell me what it is. Um, no, seriously, leave us a rating and review. Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I think that's it. Cause you mentioned the discord and I usually mention yeah. discord stuff. So I'm going to go with that for the first, for the first time. Share it with a friend. You know what? Yeah. Share with a friend. Do that too. Love it. I was giggling to myself because I loved how much your pausing made it sound like, you know what the best thing you can do for us? <laughs> Leave. <laughs> That's what it sounded like for a second. <laughs> well, on that note, we'd like to thank Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his work on a SoundCloud, which is linked in the show notes as well. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. And Jude, thank you so much for doing this as well. Thank you, Trace. It's going to be back. It's very good to have you back. We'll see you all next week. Boom, that's an episode. You know what? You know why it was so difficult? We forgot to say let's have fun. I, did, I was just thinking the same thing. And you know what? This wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no. I'm kidding. It was fun. No, you weren't. I had video. Like, I can see the look on your face. Like, that was, that was genuine. God, this sucks. That's called acting. No. <laughs> no, I saw it. You're like, damn it. I'd rather be in bed. Listen. It's my resting sleep phase. It's 10 o'clock, dude. I'm struggling right now. Oh. All right. I'm going to hit stop recording. Same.